broadcast with Derek Greer. Today we will hear a classic message from our archives that we believe will be a blessing to you and give you principles to live big in Christ. Let's join Bishop Greer for this classic teaching. And I don't do this enough either. Actually, I can't say I learned because I don't do it enough. But I need to set aside some Fridays and some Saturday nights for us to have Thanksgiving. Honey, I want to thank you for staying with me for 15 years. You see, if we would do this enough, we won't have to worry about, you know, we need to get people in from the outside. We will have a population explosion in this place because after the Thanksgiving between husband and wife, there will be a ceremony. Do you hear what I'm saying? And we will have 60 and 70 year olds having children and uh, doing things they couldn't. If you get back, like I said, I'm too relaxed today. If you would get back to giving thanks, it's so easy to talk about what you're not, honey. So easy for her to point out what I'm not. But when you don't have enough, you need to be grateful for that which you do have. Do you see how he was teaching these leaders? Say, okay, the crowd is interrupting, but not really. I'm going to work this for the good. You take the little you have and be thankful for even that for what you do have. The Bible says, taking the five loaves and two fish, looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and he broke the loaves. Then the Bible says here, he gave them to the disciples and the disciples gave them to the people. The point he's making here is, guys, if you submit to my process, I will make you the agents of change. The agents of blessing here was not Jesus himself. This is, uh, I think, a pointer to what would happen after he died and was resurrected. Jesus is not walking around anymore uh, blessing people literally in a physical body. He says, listen, guys, if you bring the problem to me, if, if, if you give me thanks in the midst of the situation, are you hearing me? If, if you allow me to bless it. The Bible also says, let me back up for a moment. It says also that he broke the loaves. And just like my wife shared with you, you know, she had everything done. And then suddenly out of nowhere, chaos comes. We even had a leak on Friday. I mean, all types of things tried to just break out and and bust loose in our house, in our life. But the reality is, I have found when I think everything is going just, I think my walk with God is just, everything is just going just right. And, you know, often I'll not admit it, uh, you know, uh, really out louder in my mind because I don't want pride to say, but in my heart, I'm really, man, I got this thing. I got this thing. And I'm thinking that I got it. But I found that Usually right before God's about to serve me and help somebody through me in the great, he breaks me one more time again. And it's a pattern for the disciples to understand there's a breaking before the serving. And every now and then he got to bring me to that place of the broken spirit. Did I remember that without him, I'm nothing. I have to remember where my help really comes from. 
that as smart as I think I am, you know, I don't even come close. I can't. He got to give me a problem I can't solve just to remind me. So, you know, every now and then he, he got to allow some things to break you. But when I say break you, I mean break you in the right way. The devil's trying to break you to keep you broken down. But God will break you to heal you. You hear what I'm saying? To restore you. It says he gave them to the disciples and the disciple gave them to his people. He made his disciples the agent of blessing. Now, I want God to bless me, but that's selfish if I stop there. I want God to bless me so I can bless. I I want God to bless me so much that I can be an agent, a, a conduit, a reservoir, a pipe, if you will, of blessing to others. So every time the disciples went to Jesus, they'd get more bread and bring it to the people. Many times we get the bread and we just eat it. But if we would seek first the kingdom, make God's priority my priority. Make your woman in your life your priority. Even before your needs, you talk about her needs. You hear what I'm saying? Make your man in your life your priority. Make your children in your life your priority. You hear what I'm saying? And if you're single, make God your priority, your church your priority. You make it your priority, God will bless you. Because we're going to find in the end, these men leave with 12 basketfuls of broken bread. They leave with more they, than they came with. But you see, it, it didn't start that way. They first had nothing. They had a problem, brought it to Jesus. Then they got involved in solving the problem. Then they found out that their basket would be full. You see, they, they didn't even hear a promise, you know, do this and I'll fill your basket. There was no such promise. All they knew is they needed to serve. And you will find in your serving, there will be deliverance. The seed to your victory is you getting busy trying to help someone else with a problem. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's good. It's good. Even more than yourself. You know, you got to get yourself off your mind. When I start thinking about myself, my face drops. I mean, you know, I'm not a bad looking guy, but I tell you, if I look in the mirror more than a, a minute or two, it's like, dang. Really? It's self-destructive. I'm not created to look at myself. I can look at my wife for hours. When it comes to me, I, I get ugly. I didn't say it don't even take a minute, really. Just... You know, give me a few too many seconds. I'm like, oh, you know, but 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 uh, God wants me to live a life where I'm not self-conscious. Well, I could be thinking about God, God thinking about me. Yes. You hear what I'm saying? I'm so busy with God's work. He's taking care of, uh, of my personal stuff that I'm not I'm not even thinking about my stuff. And that, that's a high place to be in God. That's the way, by the way, Adam and Eve were. They didn't even think about themselves. They didn't even notice they were naked. They didn't even notice until they sinned. And the anointing of God fell. And they were, oh, my gosh, I'm naked. They didn't have themselves on their mind. You hear? And, and you know, God wants to restore uh, Eden to many of our lives. He wants to get ourselves and our situations off of our minds. Then he gave to the disciples and the disciples gave to who? That's God's pattern. He gave to the people. God will use other people to bless you. In verse 20, I think this is a greater miracle than even feeding the 20,000 um, probably I say it because I've been a, in, in pastoral work for years. It says here, they all ate and were what? Imagine a situation where every single member was satisfied. Talk about a miracle. It's either too hot, too cold. <laughs> too long, too short. Too clear, not clear enough. You hear what I'm saying? When you have a lot of people, you have lots of opinions, lots of 5,000 people. No, 5,000 men. There were women and children beside it. So we have 20,000 people, really. All of them said different tastes. I like my bread hot. I like my bread cold. 
you know, I like my fish this way. No, I like it salted. But all of them were satisfied. I want you to notice something here. It didn't say the bishop was satisfied. I get so disgusted with church life. We're the leaders of the church. Big house, big heart. Another, I got, God has blessed me. He has financially blessed me and I, I can't, God has blessed me. But I will not be satisfied until all are blessed. God did not raise up the church just to bless bishops and pastors. And he rose the church up so that we can all be satisfied. Take a closer look at Moses' story. We find that, you know, the Bible said, you know, none of the, 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 the shoes on the feet, the clothes on the body, none of them grew old and, and got holes in. You know, God kept all of their clothes, all of their clothes. Not just Moses had clothes. They had clothes. The high priest had some sharp stuff on. Man, he had, you know, jewelry on, big old diadem. You know, God likes jewelry. You'd be surprised. But they wore jewelry. That's what that was. They had all types of stones in there. God bedazzled them, bedecked them with jewelry. And and, as a matter of fact, he said, before y'all leave Egypt, I want you to leave with some gold. They spoiled the Egyptian and got all all the gold from it. And then they left. So God obviously liked jewelry. And then when they wanted to, to, to create some things, the women melted down some of their jewelry. They obviously had jewelry to melt down. To make some of the ornaments that were used in the tabernacle. But the point made is God provided for his people. Unless you say that was just an Old Testament tale. I think it's maybe in around Acts 3 or so. The early part of, of the book of Acts where the church was in revival. The Bible said there wasn't a needy person among them. Not one. Listen. G- Peter had already preached and 3,000 men were saved. So if that was the case and they had some children, that's 10,000 people and other things had to happen before this time. I mean, not a one was needy. The Bible said they were laying their money at the apostles' feet. That's why sometimes you see people put things on the platform. It's because that, that's a biblical pattern to lay uh, 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 your offerings at the apostles' feet. Well, they would lay things at the apostles' feet and you would think, well, the apostles became fat cats. No, everyone in the house became fat cats. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you hearing what I'm saying? You see, already Jesus broke them in the companies. Why did Jesus break them in the companies? Because Jesus was teaching his disciples about how he does things. God blesses in companies. We just a couple weeks ago talked about that miracle when there was this net breaking uh, boat sinking catch of fish. It was such a, a, a great catch. The Bible said that Peter had to signal for his partners They came in their boats and their boats were likewise filled until they sank. And in that message, we talked about the power relationship. And the reality is God didn't just bless Peter. He blessed everyone connected to Peter. Are you hearing me? God's the same yesterday, today and forever. He didn't just bless Abraham. He said, Abraham, I bless you and all your descendants. Then he said, listen, anyone who blesses you, I'll bless anyone you curse that curse you. I will curse. I will. Anyone that was getting a relationship with you, man, that that blessing will get on them. And when you begin to understand that, you get more sensitive about where you associate. Because the blessing or the curse on the house going to get on you. So whenever you see a leader prospering, don't be like the world. Talk about what they thieves and no, no, the devil's a liar. Because if they're your leader, they can't lead you except where you're going to go. Are you hearing me? So if the leader's blessed, if Peter got blessed, all of his associates got blessed. 
So if your leaders get blessed, who will else? You will also get. Don't ever be crabby trying to pull folk, push. No, 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 no. You know, God gives a word to you, explains the scripture. Suddenly I'm I'm just as rich as you are. If you share it with me. Whenever God blesses one, he's blessed the whole house. Are you hearing me? Because we share with each other. If, if you get a powerful anointing on you, bless God. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. Why? Because that anointing is going to bless me. So I'm like, man, go get more anointed. Go. I mean, play, I'll help you get anointed. Anything I can do to get you anointed. Because your anointing is going to add to me. Amen. And hopefully my anointing adds to you. The point is God blesses in companies. What company are you keeping? Where are you hooked up? Are you hearing me? God's pattern here the, the, in the other uh, gospels, it said they, they set them in companies by fifties and hundreds. Right now, we have a group of around 500. This is our company. As God blesses this house, everyone gets blessed. Let's take a look at the scripture. It said they all ate and were all, please hear me, not the bishop. They all were satisfied. I will not rest. Until each and every person in this house that desires to be blessed is satisfied. Godliness with contentment is great gain. And my prayer, my, the thing, one of the things that moves me is to bring you to the place of blessing that I've received. Listen, if me and my wife are all broken and all messed up, how am I going to help you? Sound like, Lord, heal me. Heal us. Get us right so I, I can be a standard bearer for you. So folk can be encouraged by me. And, and I have wisdom for, for other folks' situation. Are you hearing me? It says here that they were all satisfied. God doesn't want a feeble person amongst us. He is one, one person in here that can't make ends meet. And you say, if anyone in this house, God, is getting their meets met, I'm going to get it too because I'm part of that house. Right. You get that attitude, things will turn around. Right. Are you hearing me? They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. You see, in the end, the disciples ended up with more than they began with. You need to understand this is a big theological term, if you will, but it's not too hard. All theologians, they say God is immutable means he can't change. That's why this book is relevant today because if, if God doesn't change and he revealed himself then and he's the same way now, I can bank on it and bet on it now. Yeah, yeah. I can use it in my life today. So since God is immutable, meaning he cannot improve, he cannot change, we recognize with a steady faith that what he has done for another, he will certainly do for me. I don't care if it's 2008, 2009, 2010, 3006. You hear what I'm saying? The disciples left with more than they came with. They began with. Y'all are serving a cheap God. You give me a little offering. God, why are you trying to take? God's like, I don't even. Who are you giving to? It's like, I don't even recognize that deity you say you're giving to. Oh, God, I'm going to write this check. Okay, go. Who are you kidding? Are you giving to God, creator of the ends of the earth? Am I going to take from you, steal from you? Am I going to cheat you? He said, I said to, to Noah, uh, as long as, there, as the earth remains, there will be seed time and harvest. Son, as long as the planet is under your feet and gravity exists, you will reap what you sow. 
And if you don't like what you're sowing, go back to your reaping. Stop paying attention to the small things. If I don't like what's happening in my relationship with my wife, it sounds me and my wife, we're doing great, I think, at least. Um, I'm preaching a lot about us. But, I, you know, if we're having a problem, I don't go and say, oh, God, the curse this harvest. How's this happening? I go back to the seeds. Am I spending enough time with her? Am I talking to her? Or am I yelling at her? Am I fussing at her? I go back, what are the seeds I'm sowing? I'm going to check my seed. And then if I modify the seed, eventually I'm going to get a better harvest. That's right, that's right. Are you hearing me? Right. You don't have to be a genius. You don't have to go to college. Just go through sixth grade. You can figure that out. Amen? <laughs> Amen? It says here, they picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces. You see, I used to pray, God, use me. And I realized, you see, the way I meant it was demonic. I was like, Lord, use me. And I'm so religious. God will use me, but he will not use me. God is not a user. God is not a taker. If God asked me for something, it's because he's trying to get back to me more. Last week, we talked about that rich young ruler that came to Jesus. He said, man, you're going to follow me. You you need to sell all you have and and follow me. And then the man left away sad. He walked away sad. And then we find at the end of that parable, he talked, he turned to his disciples. See, not the crowd, the disciples, the guys that stuck with him. He said, listen, if you leave houses, lands, you know, brothers, sisters, mothers, in this lifetime and the next, you receive a hundredfold. Come on. And it's like he's saying, what he was saying, he's explaining, listen, I wasn't trying to take anything from that man. I was trying to get something to that man. And if that man would have been faithful, I would have got it back. That's right. Yeah, I think you might be serving the wrong God. Your concept of him, your picture of him is absolutely wrong. Amen. God doesn't want to take a thing from you except your old sin and nastiness, your evil. He don't want to take nothing from you. God's a giving God. I mean, really, what can we offer God? Honestly, what can we get? My opinion? <laughs> I mean, shoot, I cut down the biggest tree and make the biggest boat. It was his tree. It's going to float on his ocean. What can I really give God? No, honestly, even if I give him some praise, he done made my lips. He done made my tongue. He gave me the air to breathe to give it back to really. What can I really, really give God? Are you hearing me? And the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls. Who picked it up? Not the crowd. See, a lot of folk going to understand this because this was written to disciples. And, and the Holy Spirit is letting the disciples in this room understand this text. We see people in the crowd talking about, and my God shall supply all my needs. And they wonder why he ain't. Because those promises were for disciples. Men and women who served. Who became agents of change. They became agents of blessing. And when you become an agent of blessing, God will not be mocked. Whatsoever man sought, that shall he reap. Are you hearing me? And you, if you become an agent, if you begin to use your gifting for God's glory, God will not permit you to leave the empty hand unless he not be God. He is God. Beside him, there is none other. God raised up the, the Jewish nation. They're one of the most financially blessed people on planet Earth. And if he did that for them, how much more for his blood purchased church? Are you hearing me? And the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces that were what? I just want to mess with you for a few more moments. But people in this room serving a stingy God. If we drew a picture of him, I mean, honestly, we really thought this ogre of a God. They kind of give you a little bit if you're just perfect. You're just a good, good old boy. You're just a good little boy, good little boy for a long, long time. Then he might eke out a little bit for you. And many back in our minds, that's what we think God is. But the picture is so wrong. If you go to the Bible, the Bible says 
that they had leftovers, meaning God is more than enough. He doesn't just want to supply your needs. He, the Bible said he wants all grace to abound to you and you having all sufficiency in all things abound unto every good work. More simply put, he wants you to have leftovers. He doesn't want your faith just to be big enough for you to believe for certain needs to be met at the end of the month so I don't get behind. God's saying, man, I want to put you ahead. Those baskets fulls were for their future. You see, they were already full. So at that moment, they didn't need any more. But the basket was for their future. How many of you serve a God and believe in a God that cares about your future? Your service today can bring a blessing into your tomorrow. If you are willing to become an agent of blessing. And the disciples picked up 12. I mean, they're leaving this thing, picking up 12. Listen, this basket is a huge basket. They picking and holding it on the shoulder. How many of y'all want a blessing? Y'all got to all. That's what God wants for each of us. A blessing that's a basket full. You will reap what you sow. If you're faithful to sow, you will what? Reap. The issue is sometimes you got to get your money out the bank account and get it in the right hands. Sometimes if, you know, if it's a relational thing you need, you need friends. Well, you need to sow in the area of of relationships and start smiling sometimes. Just sow a smile. Sow an encouraging word to somebody else. And you start sowing in that area, you're going to reap back. Wherever you have a problem, sow in that area. You know, my kids started acting up. I said, listen, I'm going to turn, I'm going to turn from them for a minute. I started blessing other kids. And their behavior starts straightening up. You hear what I'm saying? And, and, and I've learned to sow in the area I need to what? Reap. God is not mocked. Jesus is like, listen, we're having leadership class, but let me teach you. I'm going to teach you through example. You know, Paul writes some stuff down in sentence form and, and, and we can read the, the, the doctrinal truths. But he said, let me paint a picture for you. You cannot be God giving. You, you, God will not be. If you, if you serve me, I will not use you. I refuse to use you. You will always leave better than you came. How many have faith in such a God? How many of you are willing to believe at the end of this month, whether it's emotionally, whether it's uh, financially, Whatever you say, that you will have leftovers. <laughs> Believe in a God big enough, not just cause you to survive, but to cause you to abound, to cause you to have more than enough. It says here, the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces that were what? Left over. My message is very, very simple today. God is calling us back to simple faith. God wants to do some, this just don't make no sense miracles. Like this, multiply this, these 5,000 loaves. He wants to show you that I, man, you you don't have to live with them holy shoes calling yourself religious. I can give you more than enough. Matter of fact, I'm so big a God, I can bless you financially and still keep you. Many of us are afraid, Lord, if you bless me, I'll walk away from you. I think God might be a little bit bigger than that. Come on. Ah, Come on. I think if we would just mature a little bit, give ourselves to the word just a little bit, and we really get a little bit sanctified, give ourselves to the the ministry of the Holy Ghost, that that God can keep us with just a little bit. A million dollars is a little bit to God. The earth, the cattle on the top, that's God's. 
Every fish in the sea belongs to Father God. Is there anyone in here that has just a little bit of faith that can believe that if I just get this situation into the hands of Jesus, if I just take it from my hand and sow it into the kingdom, God can do for me what he did for these disciples. The message today was very, very simple. Very, very clear, though. My prayer is that you're not just a hearer, but a doer. That you start paying more attention to your seed than your harvest. And then I'm going to trust that, that the, 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 the sower is going to overtake the reaper. You hear what I'm saying, as the Bible declares. Pay attention to the seed you sow. I watch it with my children. I watch it with my wife. I watch it with this church. Pay attention to the seed you sow. And you pay attention to the seed. You just plant corn. Guess what, what type of harvest you're going to get corn? You're going you're gonna to get corn. Got, there's going to be some weeds you got to pull now because the devil just do stuff. He just pop up. You know, it's a fallen world. But, but if you would just plant the right thing, you will harvest in due time. Every head bowed and every eye closed. This has been a classic message from Bishop Derek Greer. We pray that God's word has equipped you to think big, do big, and live big in a way that your life overflows and blesses those around you. If you want to learn more about becoming a Christian or you feel that you need to rededicate your life to Christ, we want to walk you through the steps to do so. Go to gracechurchva.org salvation to find out more and watch videos from Bishop Greer that will guide you into your life in Christ. Again, that's gracechurchva.org salvation. We invite you to worship with us online each Sunday on our YouTube channel at gracechurchva.tv. While you're there, remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell to get all of our latest content. That's our time for today. Until next time, remember, you have what it takes in Christ to live big.